I believe I'm also recording. The, wait, Multi's recording? I heard no swear words. How could it be how could it be recording? <laughs> Unlikely. <laughs> I came I came prepared this week. Well, that doesn't sound like you. I know. I'm lying. It was a miracle. Alright, tell us, Lex. How does this show start? It starts like this. I'm John Moltz. No, it starts like this. Earn your computer science post back degree online from Oregon State University eCampus with flexible academic plans to help you balance your studies with work and life. A post back allows you to use your existing bachelor's degree in any field and take only computer science courses to earn a second bachelor's degree online. The best part? You don't need any previous computer science training to enroll. Learn more and take the next step at ecampus.oregonstate.edu slash rebound. Technology! <laughs> Is it time for picks? <laughs> I don't know. John complained we already we always start the show the same way, so I figured I'd mix it up a little bit. Well, it's the, still the same. Well, yeah, no, that's different. Okay, you're oh, right. Thank you, thank you. Is he right? I appreciate. It. I appreciate that. That's <laughs> Am true. I right? Well, <laughs> oh man, he's not wrong. <laughs> that's what the report, the 400 page report, said about me. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, moving right along from that, <laughs> if I were to trade in my iPad Pro, my original 12.9 inch iPad Pro, Apple would give me. $275. So mm. Mm. I've got that going for me. That sounds like not very much. I had the same when, assessment. When, if, you're trying, if you're trying to replace it with an, another iPad Pro, it's yes. not. If you're just trying <laughs> no. to sell it for quick cash. <laughs> sure. Or if you want to get, yeah, the cheapest iPad you possibly can. I wish that you could do more for a trade-in, right? Like, if you just want the gift <laughs> you card. right? Is it too late for us to do this podcast? <laughs> it is. I, I wish you could <laughs> trade sure. it in. And like you could say, give me a gift card and it's two seventy five. But if you trade it in for a new iPad purchase, it's worth four hundred. Like that would be nice. <laughs> then I'd be interested. Yeah. Uh, also, seems like maybe not in their best interests. I don't know. Right. I don't really do science. Mm. I or math. <laughs> <laughs> he does do revenue though. That's, That's the weird. weird. Thing. <laughs> it is weird. It is weird. I don't know why anyone put him in charge of that, but it's fine. <laughs> fine. Can't argue with the results. Ah. <sighs> oh. So, a uh, number of things in the last week. We talked a little bit uh, about some of those iOS 13 reports last week. Um, we did, we did. And, and Guillermo Rambo from 9to5Mac has been kind of on a roll in the last seven days uh, with a whole bunch of other <laughs> yes. stuff. Whoever Apple hired on the iOS team recently, <laughs> that guy leaks. <laughs> <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> this morning, as we record this, there was a report from him uh, detailing some a number of things probably getting announced uh, as uh, improvements for developers, including improvements to Marzipan and the APIs there, uh, AR improvements, more control for things like the Taptic Engine, and uh, actually one I liked, which is the, the you know the Notes app has had document scanning in it for a while mm -hmm. that will apparently be available as a third party API. Which is nice because I, I like other developers have sort of reinvented the wheel on that. Like Dropbox, for example, you can do scanning in the app, but I guess like mm -hmm. access to that API could be could be useful in some way. I, I mainly because I wanted to create like at one point I tried to create a uh, shortcut that did document scanning, and it wasn't available as a thing that you could do in shortcuts. So 
thought that was cool. Shortcuts, by the way, may come to the Mac as well, which is a weird situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you've got automation tools on the Mac, and there's some right. suggestion that these shortcuts on the Mac will only work with the Marzipan apps, which also seems weird, because then you'll have just like a big black hole of apps that can't do anything with it. Kind of makes sense, though, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, from a simplicity standpoint, yeah. Yeah, well... Well, or not, but I mean, and and have they done much with Automator or is Automator basically? They did their whole rebranding thing in Mojave where they turned workflows and services into quick actions, but it's yeah. pretty much just a rebranding. I mean, they did make them more exposed, like you can add them to that toolbar in the finder now. So like you get like buttons you can click, whereas it used to be all buried in the contextual right. menus. Outside of yeah. Chris Breen and Sal, is anybody using Automator? Those are my questions. I, I do use, you know, I will say this. Jason Snell created one to help sync up podcast tracks and do like post-processing on audio files. I now use that all the time. Really? Uh, and I made a really dumb little Automator for myself, which was, so now in later versions of iOS and the iPhone, when you airdrop a photo to your Mac, which I do on occasion... It comes in that new image format that they started using, H-E-I-C, the H-E-I-C. Or whatever. Yeah. I'm never sure if it's going to post right. If I, It's usually like I get something and I want to drop it in Slack or post it on Twitter. And mm-hmm. I'm never sure if it's going to work right. So I literally just made a super simple automator action that right clicks and let me convert it to JPEG. Um, which is fine. It's not complicated, but it, it's nice that it like, works smoothly. Yeah. So, yeah, I use it for a couple of stupid things, but I, anytime I try to do anything super complicated with it, I'm quickly in over my head. Story of your life. That's true. <laughs> Very true. Uh, but seriously, uh, they're going to start uh, effectively honeypotting the people on that team. <laughs> they're going to figure out who's leaking is my It take. does seem like he's gotten a lot. Yeah, yeah. The iOS 13 team. Well, and Mac OS too. He yeah. had a bunch of Mac OS. The other stuff. speculation. The other speculation was that he had found some URL that was um, enabling him to download uh, pre-release versions. Interesting. Well, that and would, then he, that's and then he was and I don't you know I don't know what, what, which it is, but you know, and then he was able to um, you know go through them and figure out what was. I don't know. This some of it reads like intent too. Like some of it's like stuff that they're planning on doing that may not even be in builds yet so mm-hmm. i i would buy that there's someone talking to him someone or him more or more than one person frankly because he yeah. does have a fair amount of mac os stuff too and that there may not be i don't know how much overlap oh, i gotta figure it out teams. it's tim <laughs> this is tim no it's um sounds like smetterigi <laughs> it's luca luca's just really <laughs> bored like you know every three months he does a financial conference call, and in between there, he's just looking for looking to stir stuff up. Uh, you guys didn't buy a, a foldable phone, did you? Uh, I folded it. <laughs> you just you bought a phone and you folded it. I did. If there were any it's justice, foldable. Samsung too. Would any fold. phone is foldable <laughs> if you try hard enough. I mean, with the same result, apparently. Yeah. I, you know, I, as far as I know, the uh, the six plus was the first foldable phone, right? That's right. That's right. Apple was ahead of the curve. That's right, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that uh, has been underwhelming. Yeah. So no, the the uh, the reviews of the Samsung Fold, Galaxy Fold is that what it was called? Great name, um, by the way. Lots of the reviewers are are having screens that are breaking, and well, apparently some of them, but not all of them, 
um, are partially to blame or being partially blamed on removing a plastic film that was on the screen that they thought was just a plastic film on the screen that you should remove that Sam Sung says, no, that's part of the screen dummy. Yeah. Couldn't you tell it's clearly <laughs> distinguished from the plastic screen protector that you are supposed to pull off beforehand. Right. There's, there's 27 layers of plastic screen protection on this. It's pretty mortifying though. If you're Samsung that that many demo units broke or review units broke. And if people are peeling that thing off, it's because it looks like, don't let it be peel offable. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah, it must be pretty mortifying for Samsung, the company that shipped phones that literally (laughs) caught on fire. (laughs) Yeah, I bet they're really upset about it. Whatever. I I mean. They have have postponed the launch indefinitely. Probably the right call. I'm not convinced that foldable phones won't be a thing in some form, but yeah, it's, sure. It's I mean, eventually, but I mean, I think it was, it was, it seemed pretty clear that this stuff was, you know, this was very prototypey. This was very prototypey. And if you were getting into this, jumping into this pool, you were, um, you Holding. know, risking a severe yeah. infection. You would still expect it not to break. <laughs> well, you'd think, yes. Yeah. But I heard they're updating the tagline. It's going to be bend, but don't break. And that's what they're going for. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I saw that, yeah, one of them, I think it was Dieter Bones at the, uh, at the Verge, it, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I, at some point, like, there was, like, a bulge in it, like, something snapped, essentially. That's yeah. always a good sound. <laughs> I don't know, no one, you know, Motorola never had this problem with those classic flip phones. <laughs> Let's, yeah, a hinge. I mean, a hinge is pretty basic. Just we pro use tip for lots of things. Pro tip for Samsung: uh, think about a hinge. I saw this morning that there's a report that Apple sa- spends more than thirty million dollars a month on Amazon Web Services for their basically their cloud storage. So That's about basically it. about how much my Amazon Prime subscription costs. Mm. Hey, <laughs> um, and I Lex guess this funds is supposed the marvelous to be- Mrs. Maisel entirely by himself. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is supposed to be surprising because everybody expected that Apple has their own gigantic data centers and would probably be hosting most everything themselves. I mean, it is, it is always theory? I think it's always interesting just when, you know, these are companies that are often at loggerheads in other sure. consumer markets. But then again, Apple right. has bought, you know, NAND flash from Samsung for years and displays and other shit. So, right. You right. know, it's not. It's not crazy. And I guess Amazon, there was, I thought there was a point where Microsoft was hosting some stuff too, or there was like a Zure, they were using a Zure for something, but I'm kind of blanking on what that was. So listen, this, this, uh, this thing where Apple pays Amazon $30 million a month for AWS is not the single biggest recent discovered, uh, point of love and joy between those two companies, because that Dan is something that you shared with me over text over the past seven days, which is that. The uh, Sonos One now supports <laughs> Apple Music Control via Alexa, and that is the most exciting thing to happen in the Amazon Apple space <laughs> in my world. You were waiting for this. I was with with bated breath. Be- I have begun the painstaking process of converting my family's playlists from Sonos playlists to Apple Music playlists. There are many apps that let you move playlists from one music or yeah, move playlists from one music service to another. There are no apps, as far as I can tell that uh move sonos playlists where you haven't used a specific music service but rather use sonos itself to say take this song from this music service and this song uh, i will never make that mistake again so i'm now 
literally creating the playlists, recreating their playlists uh, in Apple Music so that if we ever leave again, we can use one of those apps that can convert one music services playlist to another. Mm. But uh, it's happening. I think that by next month, I will no longer be an Amazon Music subscriber. I, I have set up a reminder wow. on my calendar to unsubscribe from Amazon Music. So right before, so my then next you'll period. only be paying you'll only be paying fifteen million a month. Yeah, suck on that, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's very exciting. I, I actually had it was it was cool to be able to. Um, even for like the other uh, speakers in my house and like sort of direct audio. So like I could tell the echo to play music in the living room uh, on my play ones, which are not voice activated and it would just start playing in the living room. So it works, yeah. works pretty well. It's pretty sweet. Hmm. I'm a fan. Uh-huh. I'm a fan. <laughs> John doesn't like having echo devices in your house, but you know what John does like? Nope. Don't know. <laughs> What all rebound hosts like Robinhood, the investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections, such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks, trade your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of The Rebound a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at rebound.robinhood.com. I was thinking of something the other day that actually still I find a little puzzling in in Apple's technology and it's live photos, which I really like. But what frustrates me about live photos is their utter incompatibility with anything else. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to post something on Twitter and I was like, oh, a live photo. I have a live photo of this thing. That'd be great. And I still have to go through like an entirely separate app. To turn it right. into a GIF, which I can then post. And if you want to post it on Instagram, I don't even f- fucking have a clue how to do that. I looked it up at some point. And there was like a weird hack, and I think it doesn't work anymore. So I'm not sure that it's even possible. <laughs> I guess I could convert it to a video and post that video. That's the thing, right? The, the Instagram stuff is videos, right? So you can't post a animated GIF to ah. Instagram. You'd have to you have to post the video, so you'd have to convert it to. Which you can. There are the apps that yeah. do GIF conversions. You usually do video right. conversions too. It's just irritating. Well, I yeah. ran into a problem once when I tried to do it because the converted video was too short. Like Instagram has a minimum for how long a video has to be, and because of the way it converted it to a video, it was like two seconds instead of three seconds or something like that. So mm-hmm. I haven't tried that in a while, but I guess I'll try that. I have slowly, I have slowly been backing away from Instagram. Whoa! I don't know if you guys have noticed. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah yeah. not missing that molts content i'm seeing fewer dumb dog photos (laughs) molts where's yeah my molts influencer molts he is a dumb dog and also the photos are dumb (laughs) i just meant the dog was dumb which i think is how you describe the dog (laughs) i was gonna say on the live photo front i want to get back to instagram i appreciate the uh, a very underutilized iOS feature, but the where you s- can swipe up and then choose what kind of live photo it is. Like instead mm, of just being mm-hmm. a live photo, it's uh, a loop or a bounce or a long exposure. 
Uh, my family gets a lot of enjoyment out of this. Like some of them are just silly and the kids like them, but like having uh, some of that silliness is good. And I like having the photos that way. So yeah, uh, no, a feature I, that I scoffed at a little bit. I do enjoy. I, it. I like that. Um, and iOS in general has gotten better about its handling of gifts. Um, the Mac is weirdly still kind of backwards when it comes to gifts because, for example. I try to copy a GIF from like, you know, it's like, ah, oh, Google, I've got a GIF. I copy it from Safari and I try to paste it in TweetBot and TweetBot's always like, all right, static image. I'm like, that's, yeah. nope, mm-mm, that's not what happened there. So I have to like download the GIF and then drag the GIF in. It's like, I don't understand why you can't correctly interpret this format that's been around for like two decades. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So moles with Instagram. Yes. Are you still browsing Instagram and just not posting? I have you... not been. I mean, I I haven't deleted my account, but I have not been. Despite our many recommendations to delete your account. I post that on yes. every picture that John posts. <laughs> delete your account. Delete your account. <laughs> no dice. I, 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 you know, I, don't, I, don't read the, I don't read the comments. Um, probably smart. You get so many. Yeah, but it, I started thinking that my real reticence in not in not getting rid of Instagram was my family, and so I I think I mentioned this before, but <laughs> you I set deleted up your a, family. Uh, I deleted my family and set up a shared iCloud uh, photos library or you know f- uh, folder wherever it is. Or a stream, um, so I can share photos with you know my mom and my dad and everybody who I want to see that stuff and. That basically solves that problem because they get a notification on their phones that says, hey, you know, Dum Dum in Tacoma has shared a uh, another dumb picture of his dumb dog. Now, <laughs> our listeners can subscribe to Moltz's photo feed by emailing <laughs> Moltz's photo stream. You cannot. At gmail.org. That is the other thing that's kind of that can actually be nice about that. <laughs> but um, I, but say, I have not uh, I have not gotten rid. I mean, but I cannot tell you I could not tell you the last time I was actually in Instagram. Apple's uh, photo sharing does have some of the worst interface sounds or notification sounds. Of Every time I hear yeah, that it's sound, not like, as, what it's is not that? as nice, what is that? <laughs> but, yeah. but it solves the, you know, it solves the problem. Yeah, I so. mean, it's a good, I, I think it's probably a better Facebook replacement even than a Instagram mm-hmm. replacement. Because, yeah. like, you, you right. don't get any of the social stuff that you get on Instagram, but, like, I feel like you can get more, like, Facebook is really because i still use that mainly because people i i specifically know whereas instagram is more just like nah, i'm just posting stuff for anybody who's out there the the time and effort it would take to migrate the family to it is too right. much there's too many well, people the is the problem and like also right. with the kids now like the teenagers mm-hmm. and i mean <laughs> i gotta listen to old man the kids and the whatnot yeah mm-hmm. hello fellow kids with their join Snapchats. me on icloud photo stream um yeah but there was you know they had another instance where whoops we just happened to leave you know a few million instagram passwords um <laughs> in like a plain text file our bad yeah my password's not very good didn't get any likes <laughs> <laughs> you should make it my dumb dog that's what mm, mine was mm, okay duly noted I will say what amazes me about Instagram, and I understand your reasons for wanting to go, is how differently different people use it. Like my Instagram use is the vast majority is entirely focused on photos of my family and cool stuff and seeing other people's photos of their families and cool stuff. But I know plenty of people who use Instagram as an alternative Twitter 
where it's just yeah. memes and quotes and jokes or screenshots of tweets being shared and experienced <laughs> on Instagram. And it just blows my mind that that's how I people have use Instagram. not experienced that very much. Most, I think I'm still seeing like 99% just photos of people. Like oh, yeah, I'm things. seeing that, but like I sometimes yeah. look and see what my friends are liking uh, and all okay. that. Okay. And yeah. what they're liking are memes and quotes and jokes that I saw on Twitter two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like slow Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. Twitter, yeah. they call it. <laughs> That's not the worst sounding thing in the world, and yet it also sounds like maybe it's like, I don't know, like it's just failing at being Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so. We did not talk about last week because it happened, I believe, after the show, not long after the show, maybe the next day. Uh, Apple settled with, oh, Qualcomm, yeah, Qualcomm, yeah. That was the big. That was the big news of last week. Settled so hard they put Intel out of business. That's right. <laughs> well, out of the modem business, yeah. Eh, potato, you know. potato. Yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> They still make some other chips, don't they? For now, I mean, for sooner now, or later, right. Apple's going to switch to ARM chips for its 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 uh, Mac line stuff, and yeah. I got to well, figure like that's a big yeah. chunk of Intel's customer base right now. Well, it's probably it's not the biggest though. No, but it may be. I'm sure I would bet it's their single biggest client. I think that's probably wrong. All right. Uh, don't you think? Possible. I mean, I would think. I mean, I haven't looked at the, but it seems like every time I see the PC sales numbers apple's down like four or five okay so dell or somebody else is pumping out more all right maybe they're single more most profitable client yeah that could be that's possible i don't mm-hmm. know i i it's a yeah. it would be a not insignificant i mean percentage. it's a big client yes. it's a big client yes right and i just yeah well i mean the pc market overall is contracting too right like that's the the challenge there yeah. is they sell a lot of right. volume but they're not increasing that volume mostly and apple generally not as much as it used to be. It used to be well ahead of the market in terms of growth. Yeah. Less the case now, I think, in, in terms of recent numbers. Um, the 5G modem thing, I mean, to me, that read very much as... Because they basically had their first day of the hearing or whatever. And then right. and then they're like, oh, yeah, we settled. Um, right. Which read to me very much as like a, like a bluff calling. <laughs> they bluffed as long as they could. Yeah. And then they had to... Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they decided we are going to need a 5G they phone. <laughs> yep, like a, like a Galaxy Fold. Yeah. <laughs> but Apple can afford to fold. Yeah. I, but the interesting, the long-term implications of it in terms of, like, they made a deal that is, like, six, uh, I think it's, like, six years, several years. I don't remember if they specified. I thought it was six. But, like, it's basically, like, we get... So there's no question that Apple is not ramping up building their own modems, right? Like, There's no question that Apple is not okay. ramping. Apple is definitely <laughs> ramping up a division. I'm sorry. It's also late for me. <laughs> Which doesn't explain me why Apple, I'm still... Yeah. Apple has invested a lot of time and money in, in basically getting ready to build their own modems. They've yes. started yeah, an mean, office in San Diego. Build, yeah. They're hiring people. They're like really yeah. spending a lot of time creating right. new jobs. So, they hired a person whose whose literal job title is chief <laughs> officer. So, like you know that that's what they're doing. That's that's not a thing. That's, that was some motive humor. I thought that was uh, a fa- yes. I thought that was a fax. Just the facts. It's one. the same sound. Just the facts. Six year license agreement effective April first, including a two year option to extend and a multi year chipset supply ingredient agreement agreement not ingredient. <laughs> Oh, egregious <laughs> what's the long day what is the chipset ingredient 
well, silicon, I would love. guess. Uh, corn tortillas. <laughs> and love. A little, a little it's dip. silicon and love. Which, you know, is never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we would like the listener as an exercise to make your own silicon and love combination jokes. While you're thinking about those, there one were... other thing we want to tell you. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No. No, you go ahead. <laughs> you know what feels great? <laughs> That's literally how it starts. <laughs> let's all take a minute you know what feels great paying off high interest credit cards getting a lower rate and saving money refinance your credit card balances and save with a credit card consolidation loan from lightstream get a fixed rate as low as 6.14 percent apr with auto pay and get a loan from five thousand to one hundred thousand dollars with no fees you can even get your money as soon as the day you apply and guess what? Lifestream is a division of Lexus Mortgage Holder, SunTrust Bank, one of the nation's largest financial institutions, so you can have complete peace of mind. Want to save even more? Our listeners get an additional interest rate discount. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash rebound, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash rebound. Subject to credit approval, rate includes 0.5% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash rebound for more information. Okay, I have a question about the premise of this show, because as we discussed something, Lex sent me sent us a text correcting something I just said. I'm not sure why he did that instead of just saying it on the fucking air. You guys were talking, but uh, Dell is Intel's biggest customer, accounting for 15, right. uh, 15% of their, and then after that is uh, Lenovo, because they bought IBM's PC business. Uh, just a few years ago, in 2008, three companies made up like half of Dell of uh, Intel's revenue, and now eight companies make up 75% of their revenue. So they're a little bit more diversified, so any one company is less of a hit, but they're still making a lot of pro- a lot of chips for a lot of computers. But PCs. see how smart you sound when you just say it? <laughs> it yeah. seems like a number of years ago, like six or so years ago, there was a lot of talk about Intel getting into all these other things. Like they were getting into VR, they were getting into modems, they were doing all these other things, and like, you know, the the typical PC people were all super excited about that because, you know, in, look at Intel. Intel's unstoppable. And, and now they're out of VR. They're out of... <laughs> well, they missed, I'm not sure exactly what Intel is betting on. They missed the boat on mobile, and I think that may be a very, in the very long term, basically what kills them is yeah. they, they never managed to kind of get a foothold in the mobile device processor market. Uh, mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I mean, that's where all the growth is, right? Like, that is where... They're pivoting to video. Yeah. <laughs> it's just videos of chips, which is a little weird. <laughs> but I guess there's content for everybody these days. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that at the end of the day, Apple's going to let the chips fall where they may. Oh, God. This is, I, we could probably just have a soundboard. It does what likes to with all that With all that Intel facts? I don't know. They're new... <laughs> they're new uh, they're <laughs> Their new uh, video series is is called um, Silicon and Love, <laughs> which is different from Silicone Love. Let's just be clear; it's very similar. Somebody, it's somebody, just, it's the same stuff, me. but it's a different pronoun. Yeah, it's a different spin. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this is this is no relation to what we're talking about, but still on Thank the God. theme of technology. Uh, I would like to let listeners know. If they, like me, have uh, children who love The Sims, and Anya, who is 12, loves The Sims, plays it on her Mac, plays it via Origin, which might be the only way to play it on a Mac, I don't know. Um, Anya loves to save her money to buy expansion packs, and she has many Sims expansion packs. And when you look at them on Amazon, they always say, like, 
random operating systems, like often Windows, but not exclusively Windows, but it'll say like, here's an expansion pack for Windows. And for more than a year, when she has bought expansion packs via my Amazon account, I always just say, you know what? It says for Windows. I don't know if it's going to work. And then we go buy it direct from Origin or elsewhere. But it's easier to do with Amazon where I'm comfortable with them saving my credit card and whatnot. Uh, so yesterday, I just decided to go for it. We down, we said, we're going to get the digital code for the Windows version of the expansion pack she wanted. And it totally works because it's just like Origin. So it's fine. Origin mm-hmm. being like Steam and all those other things, if you're not familiar. Um, but uh, yeah, it doesn't matter what it says. If it's a digital download code, at least for Sims games on Amazon. <laughs> They work just fine, regardless of your computer platform. This is great. I was on the edge of my seat here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Glad to hear that. That's an interesting. That's an interesting game to. Um, Hank played that for a little while, but he never got like super into it. And uh, uh, Anya loves it. And honestly, um, I loved yeah. it when I was like post college. The thing that was disturbing yeah. was she recreated our family, <laughs> and then of course, you know, <laughs> if you don't stop time. Sims live and then Sims die. So I remember vividly that as you announced, by the way, you died. And I knew exactly <laughs> what she was talking about. But I was like, I don't like that at all. And uh, now she has played so much that she has died. <laughs> and it's just my grandchildren <laughs> and great grandchildren living on. But apparently, ghosts of your characters still come around. And sometimes you're, the living characters think of oh, them. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's, that's way more advanced than I got. When wow. I, yeah. Yeah, it's macabre. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I never got down into the weeds like that. Like I liked the SimCity games and like some of the classic ones, but I never got down into like the Sims itself. I would really love to get System Six or System Seven SimCity, whatever that was. That was a great game. If I could get a recreation, oh yeah, yeah. I really think the original black and white, you know, whatever the one that you could play on a like a plus or (laughs) an SE was the best one. I remember going to my friend before. I think I even had a computer. Um, I would go to my friend's, my, my friend's mom would like be watching us and she'd take us to her office while she was doing work and there was a Mac in the office. And so he and I would like hole up and play Sim Earth, like just for hours. Uh, and then I think when I got a Mac, I played Sim City a bunch. I still, I think I found the discs for it the other day. Uh, and I don't know why that was f- so much fun, but that game was super fun. <laughs> Sim Ant, I never played, but Sim City, Molt was saying he liked the black and white version. I definitely like the color version. Sim City 2000? No, pre Sim City 2000. Okay. It was still like very grids and, and syst- I, I don't know if it's Sim 76, but like you could, there was the menu options where you could summon Godzilla or yep. other natural yeah, yeah, if you wanted. Yep, yeah. I loved that one. Yeah, the um, I liked SimCity 2000 mainly because the arcologies looked really cool. Um, but I, just I did didn't play, like the the visuals on that. It's one. like the isometric one, right? Like where yeah. it's kind mm-hmm. of a weird angle. Yeah. Um, but I like the original too. I I was a big fan of the original and the original Sim Earth. Um, but yeah, I never got it. Never got into the Sims very much. I think I anything that required too much like planning. <laughs> like well, I don't know. know. I used to play that. We used to play that back when we had like one computer. Mm-hmm. And and we would get into arguments over <laughs> whose turn it was to play the game. Well, <laughs> we got so into this. it, into it, we were like, <laughs> "No, I think it's my turn to play The Sims." I think this tells you a lot about a person. When you played any Sim game that had simoleons or money or whatever, did you cheat? Uh, did you use the cheat codes to get unlimited funds, or did you work within the confines of oh. the funds available to you in the game? I didn't play. I didn't play it probably long enough to do the cheat. I've never used the cheats I in, that, in that game. I've used cheats. I've used cheats in plenty. I'm not trying to say that I'm above that because I'm not. I've used cheats in plenty of other games, but I never. I never got the cheats. I definitely the did Sims. use the cheat codes. 
Um, I think mainly because I just didn't want to be. I wanted to. I think I I played for a while not knowing the yes. cheat codes, and then I've learned the cheat codes, and I was like, well, I just build whatever I want. Like, and that right. was. I think that that like expanded my creativity at that point. <laughs> yes. Like once you learn those cheat codes, like why on earth would I want to be limited in what I could do in my virtual world? Like, get out of here! I want to yeah. build as much stuff as I can. I, I can understand the challenge, but like I can understand the challenge of having to work within constraints. But yes, it does feel more like work than. I think Minecraft got this right. But I wonder what would happen if I went back and I want if I went back and found those um those Sims games, which I probably still have. <laughs> <laughs> that we played in 2099, something like that. <laughs> if I booted those up, would everybody be dead? <laughs> I, they, they might be really pissed at you. I know that in the game, uh, what oh, was the, the Nintendo clock? equivalent? Animal Farm? Is that what it's called? No, Animal oh, Crossing. Animal Crossing. In Animal Crossing, if you left them for a long time and then turned Oh, yeah, on, they, they like, mention it, yeah. They were like, where have you been? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's been real I was bad worried. Here. I thought you were dead. Yeah. I do remember I had briefly... And then you have to tell them the Trump was elected, and it gets real, <laughs> real fast. I'm sorry, Dan. I was just going to say, really early on the iPad, there was a Microsoft app that was like virtual pets. I think it was called Connectimals. Um, I just remember I had to review it for Macworld, and it was like essentially like cats that you played with, and like it was just such a weird... I think that was the closest I ever got to like... <laughs> spending the time on like any of those virtual pet games because it was generally not my jam but i don't think it was very sophisticated so probably not i probably wouldn't go by back and find a bunch of dead cats i did own a tamagotchi i'm not gonna lie you what on a tamagotchi i owned i did own a tamagotchi oh yeah i never i had friends who owned them but i never missed that that and the neopets thing i think was just after our time yeah was it someone's i have uh, actual pets that i've forgotten about that's true Someone's. I'm trying to remember who is now who. Uh, the some celebrity is like the son of the guy who invented Neopets, and I'm trying to remember who it was. <laughs> oh, you're probably thinking of Bob Geopets. That's Neopets? totally Neopets. what it is. I'll, I'll find later, and I'll be like, "Oh, this famous person." Original SimCity, later named SimCity Classic, was released for two computer platforms. Do you know what they were? Uh, original Mac and. Uh. Amiga. That's correct. Yes! I'm so good. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find out <laughs> uh, Jason Doring. That's who I'm thinking of. Thank you. They're from Veronica yeah. Mars and iZombie. And all of his oh, yeah, adoring yeah, okay, fans okay. were shouting it yeah, out just now. Right. Yeah. Sorry. That was what I was he thinking. He was... Uh, uh, who did he play? What's his name? What was Logan. Name? Logan. Logan Eccles Logan, yeah. on Veronica right, Mars. Right. And uh, yeah. yeah. Which is coming back. Yes, indeed. On Hulu. On Hulu. Yeah. Looking forward to that. I'm pretty excited about that. I like the, yeah. I like the, I love the original. It's really great. It's Veronica and all of her friends uh, dealing with arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> it's something finally something I can relate to. I was gonna say they're younger than us, dude. Let's not let's not oversell it. I don't know it. That, that Kristen Bell is younger than we are. She's she's younger than my, she's younger than she's, I am. That's I know that she's she's she is older than me and younger than you. Oh nope. my god! Yes, she's in, right in between us, Lex. Yes. She's 38 years old, for those of you playing along at home. Her birthday is July 18th, 1980. Dan is April. True. Dan is soon. Yeah, Dan is really true. soon. That's true. I will no longer be 38 very shortly. And I am November. As is Waltz, also November. That's just not 1980. No, not so much. You are November, like the embodiment of November? Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. Well, back then, back then, they gave you the whole month because, you know, there were only 12 of us. <laughs> there were fewer birthdays. We were... <laughs> we were the old ones. That makes sense. 
That makes sense. I, will, uh, I would like all of our listeners who think that Dan is mocking John's uh, esteemed age to note that earlier Dan <laughs> why, why, said... Why me? <laughs> b- back before I had a computer. So, like, th- we're all old. I'm just saying it's yeah, different levels. Well, that's fair. <laughs> you didn't get a computer until very late. I, like, I, I think I was in sixth grade when I got a computer. <laughs> so, so the, oh, the, um, the, you know, the, there was that big fire at Notre Dame last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Anyway... Uh, I went and, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, everybody else on the internet found some of the pictures that I'd taken when I went to Notre Dame. And the first time I went to Notre Dame was in 1979. And so I happened to show that picture to <laughs> Hank uh, of Notre Dame. And he, he said, and I'm not kidding. He said, what phone did you take that with? <laughs> Kids. <laughs> and I was like, what did you just say? Did you tell him a payphone? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of that just story just to confuse him in like three other ways <laughs> my favorite part of the story is not Hank's confusion it's that Moltz's first photograph of Notre Dame came literally before either of the other two of us was alive <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, I was his age I was 15 I was 15 yeah so that's exactly right you it's know. funny I went to look for mine and I realized the biggest problem was so it's you know Ever since the advent of the iPhone and taking pictures of your iPhone, it's very easy to search for things based on location. But I, w- I was there in 2001 when I was studying abroad in the UK, and I just had a digital camera, and it didn't know where any of the, the pictures I took were. Ah, what a what a callous, carefree age where you could take a picture and not have it immediately yeah. stamped with all of the information <laughs> about you. I will right. give points to uh, to Google Photos, because I simply searched in my Google Photos for Notre Dame, and it showed me all my Notre Dame photos. Mm, yeah sure not by location but but just by identifying the Mm -hmm. place yeah because they yeah now they know Mm -hmm. yeah because of many captures which of these buildings recently (laughs) caught on fire click on them and so now (laughs) this is an interesting question because this is also one of the places where photos on the home i grew up in what (laughs) (laughs) so creepy (laughs) which of these is an image of you right now what (laughs) i was nowhere near notre dame (laughs) can't prove anything (laughs) <laughs> i was trying to figure out also if there was a um there's some weird differences in the way that ios and mac os treat photos because of the app so i was looking to see if if ios photo was any better at figuring that out than mac os photos apparently not do you remember your first digital uh camera oh absolutely it was an olympus okay uh my parents bought it for me or yeah i think they bought it for me right before i, le- I went abroad because i, I wanted a I didn't have a film camera and I knew that like, oh yeah, digital camera is definitely gonna be way easier. Like where am I going? I'm I'm not going to go get film developed because even then it was starting to, I didn't want to have to figure that out in the UK and it was becoming more complicated. So it had a little, I remember the biggest thing problem with it was it had a smart media card. It was not a compact flash card. Right. Right. And so I had this whole thing where I had to like send away to get a reader because like the reader I got was the wrong one or something. It was super complicated. And then the firmware, it was right around the Mac OS 9, Mac OS 10 transition too. So like there wasn't a driver for OS 10 for the really? card reader. Oh, sure. Of course not. Uh, which was super <laughs> fucking annoying. And I remember being so amazed. Finally, like they finally released a driver. I could finally just download my pictures you know, uh, like without having to reboot my computer into the classic environment or whatever. Yeah, the first digital camera I remember using was a Quick Take, which was Apple's mm-hmm. garbage camera. And I remember <laughs> even then, 
<laughs> they were to be fair, they were all garbage. Oh yes, but I remember being so excited to use it and being so disappointed at the garbage quality when yeah. I imported the first photo. I was like, oh, <laughs> there is no benefit to taking this photo digitally because it looks <laughs> shitty. I, it looks I was like under crap. I was I believe I was taking it for the school newspaper and I was just so disappointed. But what I I don't remember my first like my own because that was a school camera. I don't remember my first own digital camera was but i remember i got the iFi card and i was so excited about oh, that. Yeah. Do you remember those things <laughs> yep and those were also garbagey um but they created their own wi-fi network or they oh, could connect that's right. to the yeah, wi-fi yeah. so you could yeah. you could transfer it with wirelessly yeah right right which was clever and then eventually it would like try to post it to their own server where you could get it and then they went out of business and those cards were less useful uh my mother-in-law just had a birthday and everybody gave her a digital camera and i don't even know what brand it was although it's a very popular point and shoot digital camera and it can create its own ad hoc wi-fi network that you yeah. connect to and then use its native app on your ios device and you can download photos from it which seems like lovely and also incredibly clunky <laughs> like if you're out and about and you turn the camera on and its wi-fi network goes on now your phone's like oh i'm outside and here's a wi-fi network i'm gonna glom onto that one and now it has no internet <laughs> it would be great if you could just like somehow get those photos without having to do the native app and wi-fi and all those things yeah i i was kind of i was kind of looking into that at one point because i was like oh i do still have this dslr sitting around like and i hate the i like it's a compact flash card so it's like i don't have a card reader i have to just plug it in every time i was like oh maybe i get some use out of that if it was just easier to get the photos off and because i i i guess went out of business yeah it's basically (laughs) It's like, nope, there's no easier way to do this. It is now just a memory card. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, cool. I guess I will just continue using my smartphone. The um but I was just looking through it, like the 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 weirdest thing is like, you know, all the pictures I've taken, you know, took with that camera, which are in I've imported into photos, like they look pretty good when I sort of scroll through the thumbnail view in photos, and then you open one on the five K iMac and you're like, Oh, yeah. it is the size of a postage stamp. Yeah. Yeah. My first one was, I think it was an Epson photo PC. God, it was a brick of a thing. Um, and it had no, you know, it had no digital viewfinder, right? It had no, like, no thing on the back. It was just, and you slid the front oh. compartment open. And, yep. and it was just, it was like a, it was a point and shoot. There was nothing, yep. nothing you could do. And yeah, and the pictures were terrible. But and it all and the other thing is it connected to the Mac. I mean, man, back then it was not USB. It was it was the serial port. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the little round. Yeah, that's pretty similar to the one I think I had. And it wasn't. Yeah, it was such a night. Like there wasn't the whole reason I had to I go st- through. I that. still have it. <laughs> of course, of course do. you do. <laughs> do you still have the original? I'd be surprised box if I don't in? have the box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would be surprised if I don't have the box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole reason I had to go through that rigmarole with a card reader was because there was no way to, there was no direct support for the Mac for this camera. Like, you could not plug it into the Mac. Did not have a cable that plugged into yeah. a compatible port. Right. Uh, which was just, God, I don't miss those days. Yeah. And I think I, I think I do still have my other, my point and shoot that came after that. And then I had the DSLR, and then I basically right. moved to the iPhone. The, I was big in the know, DSLR. The one thing, I, the one thing I, will, I will say is that every other digital camera I got after that, uh, I let Hank play with, and he, had, you know, as a, as a little kid, because I got new ones, and he would just destroy eventually. You know, he would either either he would just destroy them haphazardly, or he would literally, you know, deliberately take them apart because he wanted to see what was on, on the inside. Where this are thing, all the pictures? <laughs> this thing has still survived. <laughs> So that thing was was 
built like a brick shit house. <laughs> I um, yeah, it looked like one. My kids have multiple times requested digital cameras. Anya had a Lego digital camera that then became everybody's. And then Sierra, for her most recent birthday back in December, got a digital camera of some sort, like a point and shoot. And I just don't get it. Like, I, I appreciate the benefits of a, a DSLR or these mirrorless cameras and all these other things. Like, I get it. But I love the photos I can take on my phone. And my phone fits in my pocket. Yeah. I just, right. I am not ever in the market for a camera ever again. Yeah. Well, the only, the only thing I occasionally think about buying is one of those instant developing things that they still make the you know pol- polaroid, polaroid style you know it's funny i just emailed today uh, a couple of our friends got married last year and they had one of those instant cameras at the wedding so you could take pictures and they put them in like you could put them in a scrapbook and write a little thing and kat and i were like oh that'd be cool to have our wedding and i bet you that they're not using it anymore and so i emailed them and then sure enough they're like oh yeah we'd love to get more use out of this thing we'll send it over or something and i was like yeah. yeah there's i mean it's a thing that you use at events or like specific occasions, right. but it's not an everyday yeah. thing. In college, yeah. I had a series of many of Polaroid's goofy cameras that were like whatever oh, millennials yeah. were when Those I was like in college. Sticky ones. Yes. They yes. could print, yes. print sticker yeah, size yeah, yeah. ones or stamp size ones, like all these oh, yeah. and I had all of them for a while. But and I'm I'm sure I'm sure that <laughs> one of my moves they got disposed of. But I yeah. Here John it. looking for his cameras. There we go. The Polaroid iZone. Yes, I had the eyes Why do we still have this? <laughs> because you don't throw anything away, John. Not ever. Correct. But the, you can't even get film for this anymore. <laughs> oh, I bet there's some nerd who's making film for it. Yeah. Hank loved this, though. I mean, this was when we still had like a little bit of film left. Um, and these are, yeah, these are the tiniest little, they're, they're basically not much larger than a stamp um, pictures. But they develop instantly. Amazon sells a three-pack of iZone sticky film. Oh, really? Um, nope. Discontinued by manufacturer. Hang oh, God. On, there's still on. batteries in here. That can't be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. They're not. Wow. They're not decayed. I can't believe it. Uh, I actually... It looks like you can get some potential options for it. I do remember okay. growing up that my parents had, like, a legit Polaroid. You know, the oh, big... Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I those, still have one was, Oh, my God. <laughs> John, John, you belong in a museum. I can't get rid of that one. I cannot get rid of that one. This thing I could probably get it's rid of. It's too but... heavy for him to lift. <laughs> My bones are so brittle. It basically, the rebound is hosted by Lex Friedman, Dan Morin, and eBay. That's <laughs> the desiccated corpse of John Moltz. <laughs> surrounded just surround me by my belongings and leave me it's here john moltz ghost from the sims <laughs> <laughs> set the time back set the time back <laughs> you can get the full glory of that olympus camera taking pictures oh, yeah, right. at like 640 by 480 or something it's, because yeah. i would take pictures on the lowest setting so i could fit as many pictures more, as yeah, possible on the tiny like yeah, memory well, was, card yeah, right that was the other thing and like it, the camera that i had it held like six pictures yeah i had to like i think i think i had a we sprung for a bigger card but the bigger card might have been like eight megabytes or something i you couldn't put a bigger card this thing was it was Oh, it's not enough for everybody. Yeah. yeah, you could connect it. You could connect it to the um, to the Newton <laughs> and transfer 
transfer pictures to the Newton for the four people who had a Newton and a whatever. Well, then you put was. them on the Newton and save them, and then you could take more pictures in the camera and put them on the Newton. I mean, so it's like you if couldn't... your Newton had more had more space, with the Newton had expandable memory, but so. you couldn't look at them on the Newton because the screen. You could was... see them, but they'd be in black and white. Yeah, you really had horrible black and white. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to make those pictures look worse was to look at them on a Newton. <laughs> it made the camera look much better. 